The last thing we were discussing was statements Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. The first one was that if a Shomer Hinam said the item was stolen and witnesses came and said that uh, no, he has it, then he has to pay times two. And if he slaughtered it, he has to pay times four times five. We're comparing, it, we're comparing him to Ganav. Then a second statement of Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yohanan was if someone found an item, a lost object, and then someone came and said that it's mine, and he said oh, it was stolen, and then witnesses came and said, no, you still have it, he has to pay times two. The Gemara asked questions, answered on both those, uh, those statements, and now we're going to bring a third halakha that Rabbi Hayyabaraba said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. And with that, we're going to start. Kovav Amudibet, three lines from the bottom towards the middle of the line, which is Vamar Bihya Baraba Marbi Hanan. Now we're two lines from the bottom. Hatoen Ta'anat Ganav Bipikadon Eno Hayev Achih Pormi Mikzat Vyodebi Mikzat. If a watchman claims something was stolen, he does not have to pay until he admits to some of it and he denies some of it. Meaning he says, yes, you gave me something, but not all, not as much as you said. Uh, you only gave me 200, not 300, etc. The Pasuk says, this is it. Meaning he asked for more and the Shomer is saying, no, this is it. Meaning it's a lot less. And in that type of case, he would have to swear. Upligad Rabbi Hayabar Yosef. Rabbi Yohanan argues on Rabbi Hayabar Yosef. The Amar Rabbi Hayabar Yosef. Ayruv parshiyot katuv kan. There is a mix-up in the pesukim over here. This pasuk Asher Yomar Kihuzed, which is written in regards to the Shomrim, it's not supposed to be here. Vechiketiv Kihuzed amilvehu dechtiv. When we're saying this is it, it was talking about a loan. Meaning by a loan, if someone claims you owe me five and he says no, only three, then okay, he would have to swear. But when it comes to Shomrim, even when they fully deny something, they would have to swear. This whole modem mixating is in regards to money loans, not to, uh, deposits that are being watched. Now that was Rashi, but Tosafot uh, says that uh, there's all over Shas, you could see that Rabbi Hiyabar Yosef holds that Shomrim also need a partial admission. Therefore, they argue on Rashi and they say that even if you want to say Ayruf Parashiyotkan, meaning the Pasuk Yuzeh is not, uh, is not supposed to be here, it is supposed to be here, but really mainly supposed to be about uh, loans. So now the Gemara asks, Umay Shana Milveh, why does it have to be Dafka by loans? So the Gemara explains, Kidraba. Like Rabbi said, why did Torah say a person who partially admits has to swear? Because there's a presumption, a strong hazaka. It's a strong principle in halakha that a person will not fully deny a loan money that he owes to his creditor in front of his face. So what's going on over here? Really, he wants to deny the entire thing. The reason he's not denying the entire thing is because a normal person, normal Jew, won't be so brazen enough to deny the entire claim. Really, what's going on? He really wants to admit that I owe you everything. And the reason he's kofer a little bit, he's partially denying it. Because 
he he's thinking like this. Look, if I totally admit to everything, then he's going to take me to court. Then he's going to claim everything. I'm going to have to pay him everything. And I don't have the money right now. I'll run away a little bit right now. I'll get out of it. Until I get the rest of the money and then pay him the rest of it. Now, therefore, Hashem put a swear on him. So this way he could admit to the entire claim. And, okay, we could say this rationale in regards to a loan. But when it comes to watching something that someone gave you to watch, a person would be brazen, meaning he's doing him a favor by watching it and uh, he would lie about it. And therefore, there's a shivwa, they make him swear, even when he denies the entire thing, he doesn't have to partially admit. And that's why the kihuzeh, that's by the parasha of watchman Shomrim, we have to take it out and put it by a regular lender, a borrower, that whole situation. Here's another halakha. Tanerame barhama. We have a braita. Arba'a shomrin, the, the four types of watchmen, tzerichin kefira b'miktzat vehoda'a b'miktzat. They need to partially deny and partially admit to a claim. Ve'eluhen, and they are as follows. The shomer hinam, an unpaid watchman who claimed that it was stolen or got lost. Ve'hashoel, or a borrower who said that uh, it died while it was working. Noseh sachar, someone who's getting paid to watch something. And he said there was some sort of honest that happened to this animal, and the renter has the same rule as a, as a, as a paid watchman. What's Rame Barhama's reason that he said that they need both a partial admission, partial denial? In regards to an unpaid watchman, the Pasuk says that he needs to admit, that he has to admit a little bit. And therefore, you, you see from the pasuk that okay, he needs a partial admission, and therefore he has to swear. Okay, in regards to a paid watchman, he has a grashava netina netina. It says ki ten ishel ra'eu, and it says ki ten ishel ra'eu. And both of them by by shomer hinam and shomer sachar. Therefore, in both of them, there has to be a partial admission that will cause a swear. Shoel, because the pasuk says vechi yishal vav. There's an extra vav. It's vav mosifal in Yanarishon. When you add a vav, that's end, meaning we're continuing whatever we, halacha we said before, whatever mitzvah we said before that they have to swear, so we hear also. Then there's the socher, the renter. Okay, you could say either he has the halacha like a shomer sachar, like a paid watchman, then hainu shomer sachar, then he has the rules of a shomer sachar. And according to the rabbi who holds that he's like a shomer, a shomer hinam, an unpaid watchman, he has the same rules as shomer hinam. This is a machloket, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda, we mentioned in Daf Nun Zayn. Shomer Hinam, a not paid watchman, someone told him to watch over something, he claims it was stolen, he swore, he does not have to pay double until he does something to this animal, either he uses it, either he kills it, something, it has to be done before he swore. What's the reason? Because the Pasuk says, Meaning the owner goes to the Dayanim, Elohim is the Dayanim, only if the, the, the watchman didn't send his hand. What are we understanding? That if he sent out his hand, he used it, he heard it, something, then he has to pay for it. What are we saying? We're talking about a situation where he sent out his hand. 
meaning he would only be considered a rasha in the sense where he stole it, is only if he lied about the fact that he used it. Meaning if he said it was stolen, that's one thing, but if he, he said it was stolen and he himself used it, that's a totally different story. And Amar Lehu Rabbi Hiyabar Abba. This is what Rabbi Yohanan said. He argues on Rabbi Hiyabar Yosef and he says, He holds that when someone claims it was stolen and it was really just in the same place, you never touch it, never move it, it's standing over there by its feeding trough where it's eating, uh, it, it never moved. And that, if, if a person said it was stolen when it never moved, then, he, then he's uh, obligated to pay the double. And Amar Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Hiyabaraba. So now Rabbi Zera tells him, "Is it Davka be'omedet al Evusa Kamar? Did Rabbi Hanan really say that uh, that the person's Hayav Kefal, the person who says it was stolen, is Hayav Kefal only if it just did it didn't move? Aval Shalach Bayad Kana. But if he actually did something, meaning he moved it, he stole it, he uh, worked with it, something, it's considered he acquired it in a sense where he stole it." And at that point, if there's any onus that happened, he's obligated to pay. And the Shavu'ah didn't do anything. Or is it even if it's sitting there eating, Rabbi Hanan says he's Hayav the double, and all the more so if he did something to it. In other words, what's the big thing here? Is it him actually moving it, or it's him swearing? What obligates him to pay the kefal? And Amar le zolo shamati shamati. I didn't hear the halacha in regards to this, where he he sent his hand and he said it was stolen. I didn't hear if Rabbi Hanan said he's hayav kefal or not. However, kayotze bashamati. I heard a halacha like it. The Amar bi asi Amar bi Yohanan. If someone claims something got lost, something he was watching got lost, he swore, but then he changed his mind to know it was stolen, and he swore, and then witnesses came and said, you know, he's, he himself is the thief, he does not have to pay double. My Tama, why does he not have to pay double? Don't we say that he acquired the item with the original swear, when he swore and he said it got lost, he acquired it, meaning, and if anything would have happened, he's hayav even on the honest. This is like Rav Sheshat and Daf Kofhe that said, the minute you lied about it, you acquired it, it's yours, and therefore, when later on you say it was stolen, it's like lying about something that's yours. It doesn't really make a difference, and that's the reason you don't have to pay the double. Rabbi Zerah said, no, the reason he does not have to pay when he said it was lost, then he said it was stolen, it's not because he acquired it. Rather, it's because he exempted himself from the original owner with that original swear. When he said that it's lost, at that point, he doesn't have to swear again. So the second swear is not a betin forced swear. And therefore, he does not have to pay double. You only have to pay double if Betin forced to swear. And Itmar Nami was also said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Amar Rabbi Abin, Amar Rabbi La'a, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Someone said something was lost, something that he was watching, it got lost, and he swore. But then he said, no, you know what, never mind. It was stolen, and he swore on it. And then witnesses came, Patur. He does not have to pay the double. Because he exempted himself from the original owner with the first swear. 
Now here's a third opinion. He claims something was stolen. If he hurt the animal, if he used the animal before, he swore he does not have to pay the double. My tama, what's the reason? Because this is what the yado. The owner brings him to betin and he swears that uh, it was stolen. And he would have to pay kefil, that's only if he didn't put his hand out, meaning he didn't take it. But once he is sent out his hand, meaning he used it, that means he actively stole it, patur, he doesn't have to pay the double. And Amal Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman asked Rav Sheshat, Look, with the Shomer Hinam, if he claims it was stolen, we make him swear three swears. Each one is a must. One is, Number one, you have to swear that you weren't negligent. Because the only way Shomer Hina would be Hayav is if he was negligent. So he, number one, he has to swear he was negligent. Number two, Number two, he has to swear that he didn't use it, he didn't steal it. And number three, He also has to swear it's not in his possession. You don't want him to say that uh, it was lost when it was really in his backyard. Now, my love, Now, aren't we saying that when he swears that he didn't uh, use it, didn't touch it, didn't steal it, has to be the same thing as the animal's not in his possession. Don't we say that if he swore that it's not in his possession, and when we found out that it wasn't in his possession, he would be have to pay the double. Also, the swear that he said, I didn't touch it. Also, when we find out that he actually touched it, he moved it, he used it, something, he can it's told he would have to pay the double. Amale, lo. Rav Shishta told him no. That you're comparing it to the wrong one. You could always say that swear number two that I didn't uh, touch it is like swear number one, so that I wasn't negligent. Maybe the same way when a person says I wasn't negligent, and when we find out later on that he was negligent, he still does not have to pay the double because he didn't steal it. Maybe when he claims I didn't steal it, and we found out later on that he did steal it, maybe he should also be patur from kefel. And all this is because of the yuk that he said in the pasuk, you bring him to betin, and he has to swear that it was stolen, and he would be patur from kefel. That's only if he didn't uh, touch it yet. But if he did, then he would be patur. That's the way uh, Rav Shishal explains. So again, to summarize, we have three opinions. Number one is Rabbi Chiyaba Yosef. He claims that if someone says it was stolen, yet you charge him double, that's only when he when he uh, sent out his hand, when he stole it, he did something with it before the swear. Then you have Rabbi Yohanan. He says, listen, at the end of the day, he has to pay double whether he used it or not. And then you have Rav Sheshat is only if he did not do anything with it yet. He would only have to pay double if he didn't do anything yet. Okay, so now here's a question. Rabbi Barhama has a question. If someone claims it was stolen and we found out he was lying, he has to pay double. He does not have to pay the extra fifth. What causes him not to have to pay that fifth? Is it the fact that he has to pay the double or is that once he swore, that exempted him from the extra fifth? 
And the Gemara asks, what exactly are you talking about? So the Gemara explains, he claimed it was stolen, and he swore, and then, then he came and he swore that it was lost, and he swore. And witnesses claimed that he was lying when he said it was stolen, it was by him, and once we were there, he admitted about the second swear where he said that it was lost. My, what would be the halacha? Does he have to pay a fifth on the second swear or not? Meaning, Do we say once you have to pay the double because of the first swear? That exempted him from paying the double on the second swear. Or maybe we look at them as two different things. The swear that made him pay double uh, on the first one, it exempts him from paying a fifth. And the second swear, since it doesn't obligate him to pay double, then maybe he should have to pay the fifth. And we're going to stop with that question. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.